We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. I'm Chanae Ogwumike. I'm Lisa Leslie, and we're very excited to tell you about our new podcast with Blue Wire, Front and Center. Lisa and I are breaking down what's going on in our lives, in the world, and keeping it 100. We're also learning from amazing guests as well, like Emmanuel Acho. People that show love to me, I forever got their back. Vivica A. Fox. If the foundation isn't right, then the rest of it's going to go wrong from there. And more. Subscribe to Front and Center today. What's up, everybody, and welcome in to a new edition of the Backliners Podcast. Agro and Barra, as per usual, joined by the one and only dad of Renegades, <laughs> it's Coach Rowe. Uh, I almost called you Daddy Rowe in the tweet, yeah. um, and then I decided that I'm maybe I didn't want to like though. freak you out before it was beforehand. Now it's too late. You know what I mean? Like I'm pretty freaked out as it is. Well, mm-hmm. perfect. You're stuck here though. So what are you gonna do? <laughs> leave? Like I don't, I don't think so. Uh, I actually didn't consider that as an option, so I might. But, okay, well, the, you can't... Uh, imagine it from my perspective, right? I'm putting my face in front of, like, all of... Especially Barra's subscribers, where Barra's had bad drafts all year. All year. Yeah. And now they learn who's responsible. <laughs> even for the years previous, when I wasn't even coaching Barra. It's right. now it's all on me. So this was an intimidating move. Bro, did you, like, join this team and you're like, oh, haha, the meme, like, Barra's teams always have bad picks and bands. I'm going to turn it around this year. And then you're just, like, watching and you can't stop it. And you're like, what is going on? If he picked Scotty top three today. There's nothing I can do. I've been trying all year. Thank God the regular season's over because we haven't got long to go. I can finally escape it soon. But oh, Calm down story. the days. Calm down the days. Barra, how excited? Yeah. Okay. Were you going to play Scotty this week anyways before Gormizer's tweeting like, oh, Scotty hasn't been played yet. She's one of the few. Like, well, were you begging to play it? Uh, so our scrims, as I am sure Ro will get into, uh, our scrims have not been great the last like three weeks. <laughs> they have not been good at all. No. And the last two games that we played on the day before we played SPL, those were the only good scrims we've had in a quite some time. In like three weeks. Yeah. Uh-huh. And they happened to be on Apollo and Scotty because we decided that nothing else was working and we're just going to play ranked. Mm. So those are my ranked picks and uh, we ran with it. <laughs> okay. Not memeing here. The Apollo has looked good for everyone who's played it. Like Zap popped mm. off on it. Everyone's been popping off on the Apollo. Mm-hmm. That god's good, bro. It's time That's for true. people to start Thank playing. Thank God Ben's not here. Oh, my God. He's just oh. going on about it. Like, I told you so. I told you so. He's been asking for it for months. The Apollo? It's good. Yeah. It, it's it's good now. It's good for specific reasons, but it hasn't always been good. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he got some pretty big buffs. Like, the dash buff mm-hmm. was... 
It yeah, was pretty yeah, critical I mean, for that Barrel level warning dash. Le level warning dash and then dashing in. <laughs> yeah, bro, what was that? Jake's been asking that for, like since December last year. <laughs> He's like, if we just do this, it'll work. If we just do this, even on Jingwei, just dash. Level one dash. It'll work. Yeah. Uh, it didn't work on Jingwei. <laughs> no. Weird. Actually, no. yeah. <laughs> but that doesn't have CC. Like, Apollo dash, that has CC. You know, that's yeah, like, yeah. that's a good ability to get first right It there. took us 10 months to realize that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's been a quite a process this whole year. Um, I, someone yelled at me about asking you for your Scotty build today. I'm gonna. I casted your game. I didn't look at your build a single time. Um, I don't, don't remember what I built. Uh, okay. Let me give me a little. That bit. was that was the Ikaval mantle game, I think. Oh, I thought that was the United one. Did I build both games? Oh, that was the United one. Maybe I didn't pay any attention today. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no one did. Can yeah. we just go, like, listen, yeah. we're off the official broadcast, you know, we're on the back line here, it's after hours, so to speak. Yeah. I, I took no like... notes today. Actually, I took some notes for first game, and I was like, wait, what am I doing? Yeah, and like, it's just a habit. And then we lost right? the next two, so, I mean. Well, it's clear that your notes were what was doing exactly. it. Oh, everyone's saying yeah. Void Berserkers. Uh, oh, what, yeah. That's a classic. You went. Yeah. Didn't you go, you went that on Heim as well, right? Yeah. Yeah, we talked about that build on Heim, so just kind of the same thing from before. Good against assassins who are going to dive you. Mm -hmm. Makes you pretty hard it, to kill. If I'm getting dove regardless, I'm going to take X amount of damage regardless. It will increase my damage output to live longer in the fight than get literally one shot regardless of situation and positioning. Uh, I don't want you guys to tell me what you're going to be picking at playoffs, but... Well, we don't know. So. Okay, great. So I haven't even talked about that yet. Is Scotty even in the realm of possible picks for you guys moving forward? Or was it a last week, you know, last few weeks sort of thing? I mean, I guess it has to be because you picked it against the United, which was a super important set, right? Yeah, I went into that set not caring. So <laughs> Okay. <I'm> <laughs> Hold on, yeah. what? Let's no. That for a moment. <laughs> no, it's just I went into that set. Like, if you're going to go into a set and be stressed about it and think, like, every situation is going to, like, make or break the game, including picks and bans, then you're going to be stressed out the whole time. Mm -hmm. And you need to go in loose because the other team's going to come in tight. That's <laughs> gone. Okay. Not loving my phrasing here. All right. But so let me very... ask you this, Barra. Let me ask you this. <laughs> Season one, World's Finals. Did you care then? No. No, huh? How about season two yeah. up against uh, up against when you were when you were C nine going against adapting of the boys? You I actually that? cared a lot about that one, <laughs> and that's why you lost, I, I guess. Yeah, well, I mean, there's just a mental diff of going into a game loose, and with Jake's playstyle, being loose is better. And if I can like mold my playstyle around him, and just not care as much like about X, Y, or Z play then it makes it better. And that's, I mean, Scotty just like fits like me and Jake just hold W key at you. So yeah, that's yeah, true. true. It does fit that. Can I also say today that look, no one should take anything that happened in any of this week's games seriously, really whatsoever outside of the first set of the week. Yeah. But, outside of our set, I could yeah. Outside <laughs> of your set, but Jake kind of popped off on the emoji today, fellas. <laughs> he kind of popped off. He's like, just give me it. And we're like, all right, it's, the game doesn't matter. And it, now people are going to ban it. Dude, you know, we, that is we, should, we, show, we show it like in a match that doesn't matter at all as well. It's like the worst right. decision, but it's what it is. <laughs> well, Barry, you've talked so much about Jake's like confidence level and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Overall, it's got to be a net positive, right? Like Jake's, Jake's confidence on the Emoja has got to go up now that he popped off, right? Yeah, I mean, Emoja, in my opinion, as well as a very confidence-based pick, like, if you're worried about your own performance and, like, second-guessing all your ability placements and, like, if you miss an ability, it's like, man, why am I playing this god? Should we playing another god? Um, I feel like on Yamoja, he's finally at that level of, like, I can play this god. And, like, if I miss an ability, it's fine. And because I feel like pro players do that all the time with, yep. like, the top meta picks of if I play Hera, will it be to Dardes level? Or, right. like... It won't be, by the way. Yeah, it, it, it won't be. Just, you, you have to face that first. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You have to accept that, and then you can play the god. Exactly. And people stress so much about it, and I think Jake is finally at, at that confidence level of, oh, I can play this to a really high level and make it look good. And, yeah. I think it, uh, it's definitely going to help you guys come playoff time. Yeah, I'm proud of him, too. Being able to play <laughs> the uh, the best god in your role helps helps your team. 
quite a bit. Ro breathing a sigh of relief that uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you guys want the permaban emoji. We just scraped in that sixth place. Maybe it could have come a bit sooner, maybe, but <laughs> nah, we didn't. Yeah. We didn't need any of that. <laughs> I want to talk to you guys. I mean, regular season's over. This phase started in the summer. It is dead ass November right now. Like it is November, my By guy. Definition, it is. Yeah. It, it it is crazy, man. What was this phase like for you guys? I think this is the perfect episode to bring on another Renegades member so that you guys can kind of talk about what it was like from both of your perspectives inside your team. Uh, Ro, from your perspective, what what was this phase like for you? I moved out. I moved out of the house. <laughs> no way. <laughs> it was rough. It's been long. It's been really long. But I don't know, the whole year has been a learning experience. I, I, I love the guys, but uh, being there in lockdown and, and being at work during lockdown 24-7, not me, not me. I'm not a yeah. gaming house kind of guy anyway. So when I got the opportunity to move here with my girlfriend, I, I took it pretty quick. Yeah, I don't I don't blame you. California, probably a, a pretty decent place to be when you, nice you can place, choose. Yeah. Uh, Barra, how about for you? When you think of phase two in totality, like what do you think of? Pretty stressful and a lot of sets were like good and then a lot of sets were just i feel like a waste of time whereas i feel like we would just show up and then either our drafts would be bad or our play would be bad and then we just lose and then be like what did we learn we learned absolutely nothing we just showed up and then we lost and it sounds like you're talking about spl scrims (laughs) i guess it could be either (laughs) uh i'll say i'll say either um Because, I don't know. I mean, it's definitely better than last year. Don't get me wrong. Last year was hell on earth. This yeah. year and this phase wasn't, like, the worst thing. But a glowing I think going through, yeah, going through the whole, like, roster change and figuring out, like, what we're going to do about that. I, I always say roster changes. They always stress me out really bad. And so I did not enjoy any piece of that or any part of that. Um yeah it's just been stressful and it kind of feels like it was shorter but it kind of feels like it was really long at the same time yeah i kind of know what you mean by that i think it's just like the world is so weird right now that it's hard to understand the passage of time in any way i think i just lost track of time this whole entire year you can't go out so it's just like well I mean, normally, I mean, you can see, I don't see the sun anyway. You can't really tell. <laughs> like, it, there's been no no different, like, in that regard. But, like, I've just stopped mm-hmm. looking at the clock, stopped looking at the calendar. Like, oh, we have SPL this week? Same as last week. Go again. Yep. 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 Exactly the same way every single week, it feels like. Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, you can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier. Like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through December 31st. Football is back in full swing. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonus today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to BetOnline today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at BetOnline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. If I would have told you guys that you would, if I were to have presented your exact finish and the way that you played throughout all of phase two to you at the very beginning of phase two, if I would have said, hey, you're going to finish sixth, 
have play like this against these teams. You know, you get to see all your post game stats, whatever. Would you have been happy with this outcome, or would would you have expected more? Uh, or less? Wouldn't have, wouldn't have been happy. Definitely wouldn't have been happy. I thought we were actually going to be worse at the start than what we were, but I knew we were going to have a rough start regardless. Um, so we started off a little bit higher than I thought we would have. Uh, but then obviously we were sixth place both splits, so we stagnated um, and just like plateaued, I guess, in standings regarding. But behind the scenes, I think everybody's been working really hard. We had that like kick up with the roster change and everything. Um, but apart from that, I think I've been really happy. But if I just saw the standings, I wouldn't be happy seeing us in sixth place, I don't think, um, because such aspirations for this team. Um, but knowing what's happened this year and everything that's gone into it, I can't be disappointed. You know, we're at playoffs. We still have plenty of opportunities left for playoffs and worlds. So it is what it is. Um, we're just really glad we made playoffs, or at least I am. Vera, yeah. your thoughts? Uh, definitely upset. Because uh, I feel like we easily could have snuck into at least fourth place, maybe third. And that was kind of my goal by this whole year was in the beginning, I knew it was going to be rough. And then I thought we we're going to have a much bigger, I guess, like ramp upwards, which I think we kind of have. But at the same time, we've been like downtrending a bit. And I think a lot of that comes down to just like random spouts of like bad play by literally everyone on the team like mm. all five players on the team in my opinion have had really bad individual performances that have lost this games and it just sucks to be like kind of inconsistent individually and then sometimes our team plays aren't the best but i feel like on a individual basis is where we're kind of struggling yeah i was or gonna ask you like, what do you think prevented you guys from getting to where you expected you think it was just off individual performances every once in a while or, or you know team play like without getting into it too much of course um mm -hmm. what do you think held you back from finishing where you expected to i think it was a lot of struggling behind the scenes and a lot of internal discussion of how we want to play the game and coming into scrims with a certain idea and then we kind of stick to the idea or we do the idea too much and then throw away everything that we've learned previously and just like, this is how we're going to play the game. This is everything we have to do is right here, like laid out in this whatever. Yeah, and I think we just forget like how to play Smite sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it's been like really challenging to hold on to our identity and like keep those fundamentals in check week to week because we always want to try new stuff and things like that because we want to claw ourselves up the ladder as fast as possible and that's just natural mm -hmm. because we we're competitors, right? Sure. So like doing what we've been doing, even though it's you know our style, it doesn't work a lot of the time because we're just not the best. Um, and that's just kind of like a fact of the way it is. You know, we'll get better over time, but we also just want to try new things to maybe accelerate that growth. And then we lose ourselves in that maze of just like, what can we try today? What can we do this? This this wild plan for this team that, you know, uh, you know, we will know what they're going to pick this week. Let's do this wild thing that we can just completely, hopefully hard counter them and outdraft them. And then we'll practice it, you know, all week or three out of five days or, you know, 80% of the games or something. And then it doesn't work, or and, and we've spent this whole time practicing for what ended up being nothing. Really, mm -hmm. uh, we learned some things over the way, over the like over the course of the year, even though doing that. But I think that's kept us afloat. But yeah, it's been the difficult thing is just keeping our identity and, and keeping those fundamentals in check. Because if you lose those and you lose the biggest strengths of of each of your players, then you just you know you're just five random players that are trying to come together and, and play like one ranked strategy, for example. But I think that's the hardest problem. We just have a lot of disagreements on how we think it's best to play the game and then how we think our team plays best kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and we're slowly, it is a long process, but we're slowly getting to an understanding together. Um, I I want to play a certain way. Three other people want to play, like three separate people want to play other ways. And then ultimately we should just mesh that together, decide on how we want to play. Um, and that through like results as well, like, decide on what's worked and what hasn't and for what reasons and then eventually just come down to say playoffs in two weeks and with a way we want to play and a way we've been practicing that brings in all of our strengths of our players over the, the course of the year and and uh recently as well so i don't know it's just a team that every a, a thing that every team goes through is just to find their identity and, and keep a hold of it and evolve it over time as the meta evolves as well because everyone wants to break the meta 
So you have to be two steps ahead of it. Um, we'll see what happens in, in two weeks where it's not often we get to see like a break, at least not this year, this phase, I should say. Yeah. We get to see a break and then games happen because mm -hmm. the meta behind the scenes evolves every two weeks. It evolves slowly in front of the camera because you don't see anywhere near as much SPL games. But I think uh, I looked the other day and I, we've, we're well past 500 scrims and I don't know how many SPL games there are, but you know, e each team has played, I would say, on average, at least 500 scrims. So there's a lot more and a lot more is tried behind the scenes than what people see. So yeah. um, keeping a hold of your fundamentals and, and things like that is a big challenge for sure. Man, 500. That is crazy. You got a win percentage for me, Ro, if you're willing to give it to me over 500 no, games? Last year in my sheet, like, I had a quick way to see the win percentage, and I got way too deep into that. I remember, like, when I joined the team as a, on main roster, our win percentage shot up, like, oh. to, like, 80%. I was so happy, and uh, it doesn't Huge. matter. Like, screen wins don't matter. So I just, like, I hid that away. Um, it's mm. way harder to get to now. I would have to, like, add it together and, like, I don't know. Don't one quick sum. It might take twenty seconds, but I'm not doing it, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, and I and I will quit asking. I I completely yep. understand, Good. absolutely, and I respect <laughs> that about you. Um, I did. It's funny that you bring up meta because that's exactly where my next question was going to go. Because there is a pretty big patch coming in in two days from from when we're recording this, um, and then you guys get to scrim on that for a little bit until it's playoffs time. Do you yep. think that is enough time for the meta to to change? Maybe not drastically, but um for for different things to to kind of move around do you expect pretty big shifts uh in, in what teams are going to be doing yeah um i think it's like the perfect i think two weeks is a good amount of time as long as all the teams in the tournament are practicing for those two weeks it's a good amount of time to leave for more change in the tournament like it will see the meta evolve over the tournament from from the start to the to the end of the finals like grand finals sure. we'll see the meta change which is really cool i think if we like if we didn't play from now until Worlds, like some other teams have to, then it's it's a lot more boring because we get to Worlds and the meta is like already like nailed. Like that's what's happening, and it'll change over the t the course of that meta, but it'll be a long time from then into Worlds with like a really similar meta. So I'm glad we've got two weeks and then a tournament to see what everybody does. It's just really cool to see when we get to the tournament what everyone thinks has been the best from the last two weeks. You know, the new patches. Mm -hmm. um, it's always a question mark. I don't know what people are going to think of like all the gods that are buffed and things like that. I just have to make my own opinion and collaborate with my team and, and see how they think of it and then yeah. practice all of those things as well. Um, but yeah, it'll just depend how much teams practice as well. I think two weeks is enough, if not the perfect amount of time, to see some more growth during the tournament as well. Yeah, Barra, what do you think? Do you think that there will be enough, there will be a fairly big adjustment, minor? Like, where do you kind of think that the, mm -hmm. the, the meta will change? I don't think it'll be a major adjustment. I think it'll be a decent adjustment. And I think the first half, like from Tuesday to the weekend, will be kind of testing like picks for each team and figuring out like what works and like what each team like wants to play. And then after that, we'll just be like hammering in those strategies up until playoffs for each team. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really hard to kind of guesstimate what each team is going to want to play and like how each team is going to want to play. And cause at this point, everyone in SPL like knows the God pulls of basically each other player in SPL and you know, basically how they want to play the game. But now it's actually a pretty big break on top of a um, patch. So if teams want to completely shake everything up, they can, if they want to stick to their bread and butter or just draft solely to counter the enemy team and not care about the buffs and nerfs to certain gods, then they can also do that as well. Mm. And I don't think the patch is, like, the biggest patch. I think it's a sure. decent patch, but I don't think it's, like, meta-breaking. Um, which I think there would be a Worlds patch, right, before? I believe there will be another patch it's, before yeah. Worlds, still. Okay. One more, I think. I assume that one will shake it up a little bit, but, I mean, I assume they don't want to shake it up too much because that's been what's been, like, played all year, I guess. Right. Dude, um, there is going to be so many changes for the Worlds meta. Like, and every, every time Worlds is in January, it's so different than when Worlds is at the end of November, like, in mm -hmm. terms of what you see actually being played at Worlds. And that's one of the things I really like. Full disclosure, I heavily, heavily prefer Worlds in November, if only mm -hmm. because I don't want to have it hanging over my head while I'm enjoying Christmas with my family. Because mm -hmm. it is so stressful, like... Going home, you know, I travel to where it's cold in Pittsburgh. I'm so, like, worried about my voice all the time. I'm constantly, like, worrying about that. I don't want to do – I hate doing that. I hate it. But 
I do really like the thing about January and Worlds, uh, or Worlds in January, and that I get to hear all these, like, strategies coming up, like, what teams are starting to pick, like, oh, you know, these weird starts that teams are starting to do that, like, no one else is working with, like, I think that is really, really fun, um, and that is a point in favor of Worlds in January, for sure, but... Mm -hmm. I think... We definitely see some better Smite played for sure. Um, I also like the shorter time of where we, we see the next season really quickly. Like we'll, and yeah. we have the new conquest That's map true. coming and things like that. So as soon as world's over, like we're already looking forward to what the next year is going to be. I like that part of better, but for sure we see better worlds played in January than we do in um, November. Even with the short break, most teams will probably take over like Christmas, New Year's, um, or at least go to like single blocks, so a little bit less practice. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's a it's a quick turnaround this year. It feels. I know we have to be in for like dress rehearsals and that kind of stuff on January 1st. So we yeah, are, yeah. we are there early and uh, it's going to be great. I, dude, I cannot wait. Okay. Uh, obviously, <laughs> um, obviously you guys are going to be popping off. You guys are going to the finals of playoffs. No Duh. doubt. Obviously. Um, okay. Who do you guys think will be the team that you play in the finals? Who, what, what, what team do you think is, uh, is kind of on the right trajectory in order to perform well at playoffs. What bracket side are we on? Um, if it's like phase one playoffs, I don't know if we've released the phase two playoffs thing yeah, yet, I but so. I assume it's like phase one. And that would be that ghost and SSG have buys. You guys would play third seed, which is sanguine. Yeah. Um, and then the winner of that would play ghost. Okay. I think. What do they choose? Or oh yeah, you're right. They choose. Yeah, I think they, they choose. choose. If it's the same, it, it's the same as before. But um, if it's the same as before, I should say. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. Then, uh, but you know, screw all that bracket nonsense. <laughs> Let's say it's you know round robin, whatever. Who do you guys think you would play uh, in the finals? Who, who? What other team do you think is kind of hitting their stride at this time? Um, I go ghost. Ahead. Sorry, I think ghost. Same answer, sir. Damn, I was hoping it would be a different answer. So that's what I was hoping for. That would have been fun. Uh, wh- why Ghost? And by the way, well, no, actually, I'll hit that afterwards. Go ahead. Why uh, Why Ghost, Barra? I think their confidence levels and the way they're playing the game is better than every other team right now. And I think the only team that's really giving them a run for their money is SSG, which they have been stomping SSG in the normal split in Phase 2. So... When you're stomping the only other people that really give you run for your money, you know, <laughs> it's not looking great for everyone else in the league. Um, but so I, I do think, think that- it's worth noting, I'm jumping ahead of myself because this is what I was going to say a second mm-hmm. ago. I think Ghost has a really good matchup against SSG. I think playstyle-wise, mm-hmm. they just match up well against SSG. I don't know that they, I don't think they do against you. I think that that, it, that your playstyle is much harder for Ghost to execute their game plan than a team like, say, SSG. Oh, I completely agree with that. Yeah, um, definitely. I think SSG is a very meta slash slow team. I think I think SSG might be the slowest team right now. Because I think Sanguine, by Ronnie picking up Herc and playing the Horus again, just increases their early game aggression and their plays on the map so much. And yeah. SSG aren't really playing a style like that. I think SSG plays purely through Cherry, and if Cherry's not making plays on the map, I don't think Raffer is the kind of support. I mean, he does it sometimes, but it's not like to like a PBM level, I would say, or like an Aurora level mm-hmm. of like taking farm away. Um, but yeah, I do think we match up very well with Ghost. Ro, do you, uh, why do you think it would be Ghost, and you agree with Barra that you guys have a pretty good matchup I, there? For sure, I think we have a, a better matchup into them than most other teams, just because we generally just do more janky stuff. Um, I just think... The way that team prepares is similar to the way they prepared like last year, for example, and not to just bring up the, the pain that they went through, but like when they lost to Armada, for example, like they don't deal well with like these janky things um, mm-hmm. because as well, I think they prefer to practice against like the, the, the top four, top five teams more often. And those scrims, are, are, you wouldn't think so, at least not as janky as our scrims. So I think they have a less, less, less experience with that um, and know how to deal with it less. I'm sure they've evolved over the year, but I evolved over the year. But I also think um, why like we'll face them in the finals because I think they have so much more in the tank. Um, I know they don't practice as much as some other teams, uh, but I think their practice is uh, structured a lot better than most other teams. I think they experiment a 
decent amount for themselves, even if other teams aren't doing like janky things against them. I know, like I'm all, like I never know what Twig's gonna pick. Like he had that short time where he was like picking a lot of Habwa, and then, um, but now he's like he's jumping on Anubis and things like that before anybody else was. Um, I think Fine OK, since he plays the game so much and plays solo lane, like you very rarely see him in off roll. Um, he just has like such a, a deep pool in that in that role and such a deep understanding of that role. So you think like he has more in the tank in terms of like if you ban his top gods, then he isn't gonna fall far to the next gods, right? Whereas other teams I think like have their their like solidified top two, top three gods, and then there's a pretty decent step down to to the next you know four or five. Um, but because of that, I, I just think they they again struggle against like the janky stuff that we would do that maybe a bay would do as well um i think we would have had and i can speak for probably a bay as well that we would have had better results against ghost this year if we were just more consistent but in reality that's kind of what just makes us a bad team is that we are inconsistent um not to call ourselves bad but you know sure. haven't had the, the best results this year but yeah um I think if we came into like a, a, you know, we knew what they were going to pick and we had these like hard counters that they wouldn't probably expect, then we would have a good matchup into them. I don't think they would ever like underestimate us. So I don't think that would come into play. But um, I think we'd definitely catch them off guard more than what most other teams would. Especially if it was like a Sanguine v Ghost finals, I think both teams would know exactly what the other, the other team's going to play. So I don't think um, the result would be too surprising either way. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I, I think Ghost right now are just the most consistent team, and that should get them the longest run in best of fives in a tournament. So, um, yeah. especially considering they skipped to, to, yeah. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. I mean, it's hard to vote against Ghost right now with the way that they're looking. Yeah, chat, uh, a couple people in chat talking about PK and whether or not you guys think they'll do well. Uh, they, they were red hot, had to take a quick break, came back and have looked definitely better since the, mm -hmm. the beginning of the year, but not mm -hmm. that, that same, you know, blazing hot sort of stretch is pk a team that you know would you think it has that potential or would would be a concern matchup for you guys they have the potential right like after, yeah. after sure. last year yeah to establish but, every literally every team has potential i think yeah. at players yeah yeah, uh, yeah i guess but I, i'll just go first because i think my answer would be quick is, is that i think they're just a big question mark like i think they turned up wildly so at the the last the end of last year um and we just have to wait to see if they can do it again i don't think they've been the biggest threat even though we haven't beaten them this year um that's for our own reasons more than it is them in my opinion um i just think if they have the same trajectory like they shot up last year and they do it again this year the same result will happen um but that seemed like such an insane turnaround from them and we talked about it um on the roll queue that's coming out soon um like what Biggie said in that episode was like after their or during their Renegade set, they just had they just flipped a switch and they became absolutely insane in the one tournament. Mm -hmm. I think any team with that potential is super scary. So I think they're a question mark. And that's probably if I was to take one team uh, out of the SPL because I just don't want to face them, it would be that team because they're just a bigger question mark to me as a coach than, than most other teams. Mm -hmm. It's easier for me to read any other team except like United, who have like Horrowind and Scream with the biggest job. <laughs> picks like the picks like 20 god 20 different gods each or something yep. that's a team that's hard to predict as well but for different reasons um but yeah i think knights are just the biggest question mark and it's a scary question mark at that because of what we saw last year so mm -hmm. um yeah yeah i think that makes a lot of sense barra your thoughts on pk i just agree with basically everything that rose said um they're just sometimes it's like man i am just being suffocated i cannot play the game <laughs> We're losing our blues, we're losing our backs, and oh, they're at like our four-minute speed buff already? Wow, that's a new <laughs> record. That's fun. And then other times, it's just like, oh, they're not doing anything on the map? Wait, this is kind of nice. Like, we're winning the game here. And I don't know what it is that kind of dictates, like, their question mark potential or, like, playmaking abilities. Um... I know. I know if Zaps had some wine. We'll put that out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's definitely a fact. But other than that, they're a question mark. Yeah. Uh, I think Neil is kind of a question mark with his picks as well as his play style. I think Neil enables Paul a lot for just... I think Neil and Zap enable Paul um, mm -hmm. to kind of do his infinite amount of damage while taking less than 8,000 each game. And I feel like Scary and Cuba work really well together. Some games and other games, it's like kind of meh for the blue buffs and solo side fights. Mm 
And I don't know, like their their ceiling is so high, but their floor is so low. Yeah. Do you think that yeah. they are the biggest they have the biggest gap there between floor and ceiling of any team at playoffs? Yeah. I would say so. Yeah. I think if you were to include the teams that weren't in playoffs, I think Obey's ceiling is actually somewhat high as well. Not not as high as PK, but obviously they have a, a, a low ceiling as well because they finished at the bottom of the league. But that's another team that's just like a, just a big question mark for the same things. You just don't know what's going to happen on the day that they turn up. Um, or you don't even know between game one and game two, to be honest. Whereas yeah. it feels like once you face like one game of PK, like, all right, this is them today. Whereas against Obey, you're just like, okay, this is that game. I don't know what's going to happen next game kind of thing. Mm. But yeah, yeah. Again, just me and Barrow agree. I think just a huge question mark over that team. You don't know what team you're going to get on the day. Yeah. But real quick, I do feel like because it is playoffs, PK will play better and I, their floor will be exactly. way higher, in my opinion. Yeah. Stepping up for uh, the big games has definitely been yep. something that everyone on that team has done recently in their career with the exception mm-hmm. of Fred, who always has yeah. that kind of that question mark over his head. But in Fred's defense, you look at that Dignitas team last year and their performance that they had. I thought Fred played well in, in, mm-hmm. in their big I games. Think he's, he, he always turns up at Worlds, at least. Um, and they had like a huge run at Valencia as well. I think they had a good yep. run like in mm-hmm. season five uh, first split finals. I don't remember what it was called back then. Maybe Smite Masters or something. They, he had like a really pop-off games there. Um, I think he does turn up at Worlds more than, than playoffs, but yeah, we'll see um, for sure. How much stock do you guys put in that at like online versus LAN, you know, how good a player is uh, at coming to LAN and that kind of stuff? Like, does that obviously it wouldn't factor into your, your game plan maybe, but like, is that a, is that a thing, Barra, as a player? Like, is that a thing? Um, what do you mean exactly? Like, if I go against a player that's good on land, am I going to think about it? No, or? no, no, no. Do you think being better on land, it like, or worse, I get like being better on land, I think is what everyone expects is being worse on land a thing as a player. Yes, definitely. Um, people will get in their heads all the time, especially like, I thought we were going to struggle a lot in the United set because it was a big set and we just came in not caring and playing our game. And I think that showed a lot for our team, for our land potential. Um, but that is definitely a thing that people come to events with the pressure on, with the crowd and everything. And they just get in their own heads and they start question marking their own plays and decision making. And once you start doing that, you've already lost. Yeah, I, 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 it, it blows my mind that people are like, oh, being a, a landimal or a land like choker, so to speak, isn't really a thing. It, like it well, is. It's so different. Playing yep. from home in your in your PJs versus on stage. That was a direct quote from John Finn earlier today. And he's right, for the record. Like, it has to be, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely is. But I think the problem where it gets, like, this blurred line is everyone likes to think they're a animal. Everyone thinks they play better on land. And <laughs> yeah, no just, one's oh, like, man, I suck at land. Plays. Exactly, right? Nobody wants to admit that, at least. I mean, shit, I'll admit it. I think I'm worse on land than I am at home. But The first player ever. Congrats, crowd. congrats, Ralph. Yeah, but, like... I don't know. Also, like, maybe people don't admit it because they don't want to be, like, you know, people to intimidate them on purpose or something. I don't know. But, yeah, I think that's just why it's such a, a little bit of a question mark is because everyone thinks they're better on land. But the reality is, it's I think everyone, at least that's a good competitor, is better under a little bit of pressure. And then some people crack sooner than others. That's all it is, is the way I see it. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. w- we were talking about some of the old Xbox lands, me and, and, me and Mifflin. And I was saying that I didn't get to go to many lands, but I was kind of lanimal, you guys. I mean, let, let's okay. Everybody but, thinks that. That's what okay, I did have one really bad ice assault against <laughs> against the Envy team, where I like insta popped it against Allied, and we almost didn't kill him, but we did mm. still kill him. And then after that, my nerves were gone, and I and I think I played pretty well after that. And that's I'm holding on to that, and no one can prove me otherwise. As I was far about as to say it's kind of crazy that you still remember that one play. yeah the fact that you remember dude, that no, I remember, that's concerning dude ask me about any of my like scl sets i'm the type of player that remembers like i remember that kind of stuff really really well players yeah, in my experience my games. are either like i could be like yo to a roar i could go yo do you remember like season three worlds whenever you did this in game three against obey and he'd be like yeah we were talking about doing this instead and then we like invaded a blue that we should have been invading a red on and he knows exactly what I'm talking about instantly as if he watched it yesterday. If I'm talking to like other players, I'll go, Hey, do you remember like 
this huge set and you, you know, I talked to vote for his player spotlight and I was like, how did you, you know, what was your first competitive team? And he goes, I don't really remember. <laughs> maybe I'm put, maybe I'm putting too bad a name on photo. Maybe it wasn't that bad, but it, you know, some players are I mean, like, I'm the same way. So you aren't that bad, Barra. Come on. If you ask me to remember like game right. two season one worlds, when we're sieging a Phoenix, I would have no idea what you're talking about. Really? You do yeah. you remember? Okay, let's uh, let's do a quick little test here. Okay, it's gonna be pop off moments. You remember? Yeah, like, I mean, I'm I'm not gonna ask you about little minutia, right? Like, I'm not gonna ask <laughs> you about like, oh, do you remember doing like this tiny little thing? But you know, game four, season two, worlds, cloud nine versus epsilon. Like, do you remember anything about that game? I don't remember anything of that world except for us getting double killed game five and then the game feeling over. That's the only thing you remember. Yeah, because that was the biggest like turning point of that set of just like, man, we got double killed in mid. Nice. Here we go. Come on. Gonna have man. To try Come on. To- All right. How about how about season three? LG. Uh, do you remember? Do you remember playing against energy that land? Uh, a bit. But I just remember. Like, there was one time I dashed into Melito, hit every auto, and then he was in his soul three, and I taunted. And the crowd went absolutely insane. And I was like, yeah, we're going to win this. And then we lost. (laughs) (laughs) Did you think you lost before or after getting uh, watching Zeno get beamed over a wall at level one? Oh, that was also terrible. Um, Oh, wait, no. The real thing that I... Okay, it was game five. Back to him. Yeah, game five. Okay, our strat was Izanami mid, yep. and he still gets roasted for this, and it wasn't yep. even Zeno's fault. Okay, we were supposed to do like an yeah, hourglass on the map. It was why is that bad for five years, Barra? Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Izanami was not the issue. We were supposed to pressure through mid like this, so like kind of oh, jam all of our pressure. For those of you, mid. this is a podcast for uh, for everyone else who's listening. Uh, Barra Watch is making a little. Dead. He's making a little hourglass. fountain, yeah, an hourglass, yeah, an hourglass. Uh, yeah. shape with his hands here. You're supposed to pressure through mid by getting pressure mm-hmm. in the mid lane, and then it extends out into the side lanes. That's what he's making. That's and then the gesture he's making. We just ganked solo lane like 800 times, and Izanami just did nothing. I do remember and that. That was not our strat at all, and we just kept doing it. And I was like, "This ain't gonna work." <laughs> <laughs> That is brutal. Um, speaking of land, yeah. so speaking of lands and having that feeling, is there a worse feeling than knowing that you've lost, like you're about to lose on land? That is that is just mm. that is a pit of despair that I just like I've never really experienced a- anywhere else in my life. Even with like my, you know my stakes clearly far lower. Um, mm-hmm. That did not feel good. That did not feel good. I'll never, uh, dude. I'll never forget game two. We're up against uh, Paul's old cog team on console Uzzy gets soloed wave two by soup kitchen he goes oh i leveled the wrong ability oh. Gets soloed or this was game three actually because we won game one um and i was like okay that's fine we're gonna be fine and then we just started losing objective after objective and fight after fight and i was like man we lost that really sucks and that was hard dude it's hard to like stay in it mentally in those moments you know it's very painful when you're the team getting snowballed on. Yep. And they have full pressure and they are not making mistakes. Yep. And you're just yeah. sitting there like, that's gold. That's pyro or portal, whatever it was. Now it's fire. Now our tier twos are gone. And then you look up and in this moment, you're 20K down and they're sieging a Phoenix. And you are not a team comp that is good on defense. And you're just sitting there like, man. There's nothing I can say that will cheer up the team or make us win this game. Because you can't be like, don't worry, guys, we're still in this. Like, oh, that's come chill. on. Yeah, if I hear <laughs> that, your mood yeah, come on, is, get out of here. Yeah, Every team has certain quotes or like certain players that have those those quotes. And I remember like, well, I think like this team, like when the things are going badly in a game, Ven will be like, oh, it's okay. We're only X amount of gold down. Like we can come back from this. And I remember one time Ven saying like, not jokingly, like we're 20K <laughs> down. Like it's uh 20? Yeah, he's like, okay, maybe it is over. Yeah, um, those are yeah, those sinking feelings are what do you guys remember when the T screen used to have the graphs on them? Like you can see yep. the spectator now. Yep. Seeing like, you know, you had an early game comp and it was going well and you threw at one point and seeing that graph just that 
that they graft just go all the way down and you know you can't defend because yep. you have nobody that can defend at a siege or they've got like a nemesis that wins every 1v1 so they're just going to split push and, and win the game that is a sinking feeling i hate those um but also like when i was on like my australian teams we had a good game one against energy who had just come off like back-to-back world championship oh, wins yeah. and we were winning and then we threw the game and i don't think you could see graphs back then but i had like a huge sinking feeling like this this was not going to go well as soon as they got it in the lead like the two-time world mm-hmm. champions against this zero six like three-year record in international tournaments was not going to go well yep. and then i remember like all right we have like we almost like we had a good early game game one we threw it but let, let's not do that again in game two and i think i died for first blood at like a minute 30 or something i was like <laughs> shit i was cabracking and i was like oh, this is gonna go terribly oh, and we were yeah. just laughing the whole time of game two yeah those sinking feelings i think they're a little bit i mean my stakes were a lot lower but i think they're a bit worse for me um well at least in my like compared to some other things maybe not like finals level but um, because like we used to play like two best of ones for the year right. at World Champions, and it would be like finishing my my second best of one as a loss. It's like oh, well, thirty That's hours it. flight home. I have to watch the rest of this tournament. Yep. Uh, it was like horrendous. But I was, I was just kind of like oh, I'm happy to be here and crying on the inside as well. <laughs> Dude, that I'll never forget. I don't know if I've ever actually told this story. We, season two, um, we were we know we're in open bracket because we lost to that Cog team that we should have beaten, mm-hmm. and. We're, that's when Envy has come over and is going to be, be, be playing in the open bracket. We've been scrimming against them for months at this point. And we're like, you know, we win our, we win our first two rounds like we knew we would. And we're like, okay, we're done for the day. Let's go get some food. We go get some food. And because it's like open bracket, I don't think it was even run by high res admins. I think it was like UMG or something like that. We get a, like brochacho where someone gets a message and is like, yo, we're playing Envy in like 30 minutes now instead of waiting until tomorrow and i'm like what like oh and we were literally about to get food i literally like can't eat because i'm like oh man now i've got to like now i'm stressing super hard luckily we had already gone over our strat for playing against them because we knew we would and we were gonna go isis odin and we were just gonna do nothing but objectives we were gonna not fight them at all we were gonna only do objectives and that sounds good and that it, is a plan. It was working, dude. We were up like 4K at like 14 minutes. We had done every single <laughs> objective. We were owning. And then, except for my one really whack ice assault that I already talked about. And then <laughs> Allied hit a three-man Kakulkin ult on left mids and triple killed us instantly. And as soon as that happened, I was like, all right, we lost. <laughs> like, That's it. All right. You know, and no. we, we were feeling so good. You know, I've got Leon to my, to my left. Like, you know he's amped up that we're winning against envy he's like yelling at weekend weekends yelling back like we're having a good time because you know it's xbox like that's what we do mm-hmm. and uh and then we got triple kakulkin ulted and uh allied told us that we got effed and he was right um and then we lost and then game two was so over from minute one that bro chacho tried to get an admin's attention so he could go to the bathroom admin didn't look and chach just got up and went to the bathroom and left in the <laughs> middle of the game because we were already down like 9k in like 18 minutes oh no that was how that went that was our tournament and that was our tournament is that the like the back room like the yeah. ballroom yeah the, the ballroom uh, yep. uh, so you'd like sit across from each other yep exactly like Dude, it was so fun right now yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a, it was a great it was great fun uh and we that in that game one for the record was the only close game envy had all tournament we gave them the best game, and I'm taking that. Wow. I'm taking that with me, no doubt about it. Chat, by that's the way, felt about last year's playoffs. Yeah, exactly. Renegades won. Yep, that's how you got to do it's it. It's a small, small thing to hang on yep. to, but I'll take it over anything else. Makes you feel a little bit better. <laughs> Chat's been yeah. losing their minds, by the way, about uh, the Barra Mohawk, of course, and what player <laughs> would get the biggest buff by getting a Mohawk um, on their side. Vote. Oh, vote with a Mohawk would be good. Vote. I don't know if Vogue can be better than he is right now. That man is perfection. Okay. I have the biggest crush on him right now, dude. He <laughs> plays everything so well. I am just... I watch so much Vote VOD. That man is perfect. Sorry. Beast. What about... Hey. Uh, I'm thinking Dardes with, like, the old European punk rock style mohawk where it's, like, spiky, Ooh. like, the spiky like mohawks. The you know ones. what I mean? Yeah. yeah, the really big ones. Kind of like the punk rock Apollo skin. Yeah. Like Dardes was one of those, I think could work He'd for look me. Good. What about <laughs> Yar, like Yarkor would be I think Yarkor would could rock it. I think all of Sanguine, honestly. Yeah. True. Yeah, all of Sanguine would be strong. I could honestly do that. What are or the chances? PGA. I brought this up on cast today. 
Barry, you've been playing really well since the Mohawk. Have you um, maybe talked to your team about like maybe they try and get some Hawks to to join <laughs> with you? You know, like get some real synergy for the team. I mean, Vin's already like halfway there. I don't think Harry would ever do it. Last Harry would, would No, last would do whatever it takes to win. And <laughs> <laughs> Jake, Jake can't keep his head still, so I don't know. Like, yeah. Uh, Jake had a great haircut going into like the, the photo you've all seen of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'll just like quickly just put it in the Discord. I can't put it in the chat, unfortunately. Unlucky. I have to just type in. Maybe awesome I can Jake pull it up at the end. I don't know how that's. It's going to like break my overlay. I don't Maybe. even know if I'll be able to pull it up. But Maybe tweet it out well, after. Yeah. So I'll can give him a shout out. You can see the picture if you go to vote for him for the rookie of the year on the, the Spike Game website. There, you can see the picture that way. He had a great haircut going into that, and he has like the the same shaved sides already, so he could do it. I think the only person on our team that wouldn't do it, well, me as well, but uh, <laughs> Harry just wouldn't do it. Yeah, I can't um, imagine Harry doing it. But yeah, it, it would take like twenty seconds for Van and Jake to have a mohawk. I think easy peasy. Destiny can uh, can go over to the team house and and square him up real easily, right, Barry? I was surprised that she did good. She did a good. Like, Barry, you're not surprised. Okay. Yeah. Let me help you out here, buddy. Let me help you out here, buddy. You are not surprised that she did a good job. Which bunch of cookies were tins? Yeah. Oh, no. This again. No. This, um, the haircut was a 10, right, Barry? I mean, the best haircut yeah. you've ever gotten. Okay. So last time she cut my hair to, like, shave it was for, um, it was like three years ago. And she was not doing it well. <laughs> and it was not a, an enjoyable experience because I was just like, all you have to do is shave my head. Why are you like doing all this stuff? Like you just just take it up one side, you know, just go uh-huh. across. Mm-hmm. That's all you gotta do. And anyways, it was not a, an enjoyable experience. But this time, she kind of struggled in the beginning because I think she was really nervous. Yeah. But she pulled it off, and it was supposed to be a troll thing. And right. then here we are with it, and it's like, oh, it doesn't look that bad. Undefeated since the hawk. Not a. Yep. Uh... You know, you have to keep it right. Yeah, you have to keep yeah. it. Well. Yeah. I'm keeping it to playoffs. We'll see how we do at playoffs. We'll see how I do. Okay. okay. Because that's fair. that's fair. I'm kind of permanently holding down my W key and then hoping I'm not getting ganked. And then I got ganked twice today well, by Cubo. And okay. So I watched Zap's drunk stream. <laughs> A real treat, by the way. A real treat. If you haven't watched any I, of I haven't watched stream. the beginning. I didn't see any of the stuff between him and Panda Cat. I got to go back and watch it. There was a lot, and I don't know if it was true or made up on stream and sure. how realistic any of it was. Anyways, um, he, <laughs> Zap was saying that I'm going to be on your tower and you're going to be crying for ganks. <laughs> I'm on his tower and then I get ganked. And I'm like, <laughs> Steve, come on, buddy. You can't be saying that trash talking and then Cubo comes across my ward as nemesis. And I'm just like... Why am I Scotty right now, dude? I'm just trying to do to live right now, and I just die. And then he, he later or earlier is at my purple, and then last gave me a talking to after the game. I was like, "Why did you guys do alpha instead of purple?" And I was like, "I didn't know I was gonna get tanked right there, man. It's cringe gank. I'm like level three, he's level five. Like, why is he there?" But I, I mean, like, I didn't say that. I just know I'm wrong. So there's no nothing I can say to last. Barry, yeah, you do realize that your jungler literally lives in Duel. Okay, I tell him to because it's so easy. Duel okay, but then you... Easy. Okay, don't admit it. Including my... Oh my God. God. I help your case, he admitted not help your case. <laughs> you can't Duel ask for it from your jungler and then complain when other junglers <laughs> do it to you. I gotta, I gotta leave you on this one, Barra. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm an idiot along with every other dual laner that we play our lane like there's no jungler most of the time. I mean, playoffs and like real games we probably will be like you know yeah respect. we'll see about we'll see about that we will. i probably will not be i will be holding that to be key of course but, naturally yeah. uh before we get going here today we got to have our random question of the week we got to get a sponsor for the random question of the week like it, it's not it's not a mainstay of the podcast that's a good idea well, prediction guys. we need a line though like we can't name it random question of the week no it'd be like the question of the week presented by yeah brought you know the or like the you know um, I've got a Mr. Goodbar uh, little rapper here, so this is just an example. But like, here's the Mr. Goodbar question. Here's the Mr. Goodbar question. You know what I mean? That's uh, that's what we could do. Um, so much talk about the Mohawks and haircuts. Mm-hmm. Every everyone I know likes their haircut to go a little bit differently. 
Are you guys people that like to, like, do you want your barber or hairdresser, like, talking to you while you're getting your haircut? Do you want complete silence? Like, what is your ideal haircut uh, interaction level um, whenever you go to get it cut? Assume there is not a global pandemic and you can actually get your haircut without being worried right, about right. your safety. I like, thank you for that little tidbit. Yeah, <laughs> um, I like having a conversation and I feel like it passes the time. Unless the person is like completely different, like age wise, or we're just on, we're just two completely different people and we're just like here making this painful conversation, that's not enjoyable. But if we're like kind of roughly close in age, rough in, or close in like life experiences and you know we can have a decent conversation, then I'll take conversation any day of the week. Interesting. I don't think that's yeah. a common I don't think that's a common stance, Bear. Chat is going off that silence is the way they do it. Weird that Twitch chat doesn't want people to talk to them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'm with Twitch chat because <laughs> since moving around the world so often, I move every year. I've just like I've never been able to connect with one barber and I've never like found like a barber that I can just chill with. Yeah. I just have especially this year, I think I've had really like terrible luck with the barber that I've been going to. It's a lady, and, and she just keeps talking about, like, like men should, like, I don't know, like, men just like, oh, you came here to escape your wife? I was like, I'm 25. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> like, like, and what question is that? What like, is that, yeah. man? Who asked yeah. that? Is she hitting so on I, you? Like, I don't know. No, her daughter is, is working there as well, and she's, like, five feet away. So I don't know if she's trying Maybe to set that set up. But up. I, yeah. Again, no thanks. I mean, um, bro, she'd be lucky. I mean, come on. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. I am sitting at my girlfriend's apartment right now, yeah, and she's, right, right. she's maybe twenty listening. feet away. <laughs> um, closer, but I, I, I've just got like I if, if let's put it as a smite term, it's just too high risk, high reward to oh go, for the, go for the chat. Mm-hmm. Way too high risk, high reward. Right. Barry hates that term because he always goes for those plays. Yeah. Um, it's just not worth it in the long run. I'd rather just have the sound. Same for Uber rides. Same goes for everything. I'm also no, just sick of point. having the like, you play video games question. Oh, it's like, yeah, oh, my, my son plays Fortnite. You know Fortnite? <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. Stop talking. Yeah. Um, Uber rides, complete silence. Please. Yeah. Hard to agree with Uber. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting well, that you want silence thing. in Uber rides, Barra, but not. Okay. No, they're different. You're in their car, dude. It's so different. Yeah. I mean, you're sitting in their seat. They're both seats. Yeah. Okay. She can spin me around as much as she wants. Like, <laughs> that in the car as well. I suppose so. For well, me, for me? sorry. For me, uh, I do have a consistent barber now, though I haven't had during COVID. But uh, in mm-hmm. the last like year, I've gotten a consistent barber. Shout outs to the boy Boris. Um, I want. Hey Boris, how you doing? All the way to the UK. That's crazy. <laughs> Good. How are you? I'm doing well. How's work? Good. You've been busy recently? Not really. Uh, okay, cool. And then mm-hmm. silence from there. You know, oh, how's that look? Whatever. And then we're out of there. You know, tip mm-hmm. them. Ha- see, in, see you in a couple weeks. That is my ideal. Uh, that is my ideal haircut interaction. And one of the great reasons why Boris is the goat. Uh, but also because he gives the best straight razor shave I've ever had. You guys, straight razor shaving is like. That is like the peak of manhood. Am I right? You guys are with me on this one? Uh, I want to agree, but I haven't got it nailed down yet. I keep uh, Oh, I'm not accidents. doing it. Oh, so, I'm not doing well, it. That's for okay. sure. Definitely. That's oh, horrifying. No way. I'm talking. Well, I don't, if I'm changing Bobber every year, I don't want to trust anybody else with it either. So I don't know. True. It's I don't think I've ever had a good, like, oh, or one that's like, man, this is the peak of manhood. Like, I'm just laying there, like, in a barber chair, like man. Oh, it's when they get like the like if you do a fade from the and they get your, the back yep. of your neck like completely smooth and you run yep. your fingers back there. It's like ooh. Yeah. Oh, I, I like thought you were talking about like the. the well, beard. and that yeah, like well, both, I get both, my both, neck, yeah. you know, okay. like just, oh, dude, I missed it. That is like when I think about things that I miss because of quarantining. That is like <laughs> top ten for me is getting my hair cut regularly and getting a nice straight razor shave, dude. That is that is just <laughs> I miss it so much. The little things. I want to give it a shot. It is a little things. Real quick, Ro, before we go, chat demands. I really don't want to make this a regular thing, but chat's going to make me. Yeah, they are. 100 Mifflin clones in a fight to the death against one angry alpha silverback gorilla. Who wins? It's not even, it's a dumb, first of all, dumb question because like we need a scenario like where we are. Like If we're out in a field, gorilla every yeah, day of the week. We're in a field. If, we've, if I've got... Oh, okay. <laughs> Girl every day of the week. Thank you. All right. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, if there's some obstacles and the Mifflins can run and hide, which they probably nope. would do, by the way. Yep. Then that'd be a bit easier. But 
in a field? Not a chance. Not a Thank chance. You. What myth? Which one of the hundred Mifflins is going to be like, I'll go first? <laughs> Not me, dude. Nope. Not me. <laughs> you? Nope. Smartest coach no in chance. the SPL right here, everybody. Ro, coach for the Renegades. Thanks so much for coming on, Ro. Uh, good luck to you guys at playoffs. I don't know. Um, I actually have to talk about whether or not we're going to do an episode next week during the bye week. Mm-hmm. Um, but we will work that out. Make sure you guys are checking out the uh, all, the whole prediction esports uh, sphere, if you will. They're uh, they're all through a whole bunch of different esports. Bunch of good shows. You guys should be checking out if you're interested in any other esports. And uh, make sure you um, give us a rating and all that kind of good stuff. Oh, I forgot to plug my Twitch, uh, Twitch.tv slash Agro. Catch you guys later. Uh, thanks so much for watching, as per usual. And Barra, you know what to do. Bye. <laughs> Not great. Not great. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.